Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Alford, the host of All Andy Alford. And tonight is a Falcon Friday edition of the program, which also means it's a Facebook Live edition of the program. You can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at All Andy Alford. It is at All Andy Alford. And you can also follow me on Facebook at Andy Alford as well, too. Tonight's show is an unedited, unscripted program. And you can always be a part of the show by following us on Facebook and Twitter. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Because this is All Andy Alford on the Anchor Network. Whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcasts Now. Wherever you're listening to us, however you're listening to us. Thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And let's start the show. The Hens split at home and now travel to Durham 13 hours by bus to open up a three-game series, the final three games possibly for the Mud Hens this year. The Tigers take two of three for the White Sox. And the Indians take two of three from Kansas City. As they get ready to take on the Blue Jays. Of course. It all gets aside. Tonight, it's another edition of this program. And a new edition with the NFL. Talking also about high school football. But of course. It's a Falcon Friday edition of the program, folks. It is time once again. For all Andy Alford right here on the Anchor Network and on Facebook Live. And I love you guys and welcome into this Friday, Friday, Falcon Friday edition of all Andy Alford right here on the Anchor Network as well as on Facebook Live. I am your host Andy Alford welcoming you into the studios here, welcoming you into another edition of the program. Got a lot to get into tonight. Of course, we're going to be making our football picks as well as the NFL picks, as the college, also the college as well, too. And we're also going to talk a little bit about a couple of signings in the NHL, of course. One in particular, yes, it's the team that's up there, the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets making a signing. We'll talk about that on the program as well tonight. But you can always be a part of the show by following me on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at all Andy Alfred. And you can also be on with us to be on every Friday show, being on Facebook Live. You can watch the show as well as be a part of the show. Put a comment down there. We'll I'll read it on the air, of course. And um you'll you'll hear my thoughts and my opinions on certain situations. It's open up to you. It's a free for all Friday. It's a Falcon Friday. It's a it's a Friday edition of the program. It's a Facebook Live edition. So welcome in to this edition of the program. And we'll start first and foremost with what is happening down at the ballpark. And we're going to start on the diamond first. And last night was one of the hardest games to watch as a Mudhen fan. Seeing the ninth inning was what killed me the most. The ninth inning was what killed me the most. We'll, we'll we'll dive into yesterday to yesterday's game, but let's talk about this series. 
opening up against the Durham Bulls. A fantastic series. In 2007, that was the last time Toledo was in the playoffs. They played the Durham Bulls. And Wednesday night was an absolutely fantastic game. Out to an early start, getting a 5-0 lead after one inning. And overall, winning the game 10-3. Ryan Carpenter to the win. He goes to 1-0 with a 3 ERA in the playoffs. Weber the loss. He goes to 0-1 with an 18 ERA. Jason Krasan homered in the game. No home runs hit for Durham. In front of 4,007 people. I'll say why I say that here in just a little bit. Time of the game, 2 hours and 48 minutes. Now, last night was a heartbreaker. Uh, great crowd on hand, 4,816 for the possibly the last Mud Hen game of the season as the Mud Hens jumped out to a, jumped out to a lead early in the first inning. You know, Durham got out to an early lead. The Mud Hens rallied, of course. And then Toledo got in front of the lead at 3-1. to one. Durham comes running back and tying the game. And uh, Willie Castillo hitting that home run. Fantastic. A boomer of a shot out into right field, making it a 4-3 ball game. But in the end, Durham scoring three runs in the eighth inning and causing the Mud Hens to try to fight for it in the ninth inning. An opportunity for them in the ninth inning. They had a pinch hitter in Dixon Machado with runners on first and second. And of course, a bloop fly ball to the second baseman. He catches it, steps on the bag. That's the end of the ball game. And the Durham Bulls beat the Mud Hens last night by a score of 6 to 5. Bird gets the one he goes to 0 and excuse me 1 and 0 with a 0 ERA. Servanka the loss he goes to 0 and 1 with a 4.50 ERA. Mahler gets his first save of the playoffs. Like I say Willie Castillo homered in the game. Time of the game 2 hours and 50 minutes. 4816 in attendance at Fifth Third Field. So now we hit the road. They take a 13-hour bus trip from Durham from Toledo to Durham. Tonight, game three of the playoffs for the Mud Hens. It will be Tur- Turnbull on the hill, 7.05 start time. So that game getting ready to start here in just a few minutes. 7.05 start time for that one. It will be Turnbull versus Hugh, 7.05 start time for that one. Saturday, Durham has not yet named the starter for the game for uh, Durham. Uh, as I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see if they did make the, start- make the nod for the starter for tomorrow. Uh, they still have not yet named a starter for the game, but on the hill for Toledo, it will be Hall on the hill for the Mudhens, and it will be, if possible, game five of the playoffs, which will be a 5:05 start time on Sunday. It will be Warren Sopel on the hill. Durham has not yet named starters for Saturday's or Sunday's games. Uh, Saturday's game a 6:35 start time, and this is why I set those attendance records of 4,000. So over 8,000 went through the turnstiles at Fifth Third Field for the, first, the two first two playoff games. The average attendance for the Scranton-Lehigh Valley game yesterday alone was 918. 918. And Scranton is up two games to nothing on Lehigh Valley, the overall number one seed in the playoffs. So this shows you that anything's possible. In the playoffs. So. The Mud Hens have got to get it done. They have to win two games in Durham. And tonight's the pivotal game. It could be a momentum swing. No matter what the situation is. If Toledo wins tonight. And they win on Saturday. If they win Saturday. 
they win tonight and Saturday. They win the series. It's the best of five series, and they'll open up with two road games, and then Toledo will have three home games. It's a best of seven in the playoffs for the International League's Governor's Cup. So we root for the Mud Hens. Let's hope for the Mud Hens get in, into the fin- getting into the second round of the playoffs. But let's get tonight's game underway and see what happens with that. As you're listening and watching to All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network as well as on Facebook Live. And on Anchor Network, you're listening to me either on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Now. Wherever you're listening to me, however you're listening to me, thank you for tuning into the program this evening. So the Mud Hens... And Bulls tied at one game apiece. Great, like I said, great crowd on hand. A lot of dictatories were out there. I saw Chris Peterson. Uh, I saw the fabulous Chris Dyer, of course. Um, I saw Steve Pepperocki out there as well as, as Joe Hatfield. A few other friends. Ronnie Tippett as well, too. I saw all you guys out there. Good to see you guys. And good to see that baseball is still... I told I told the missus, I told her basically that it is so nice on this the September September sixth, seventh, sixth, yes, just six yesterday. I told her it's so nice that on September sixth, I'm still watching baseball, meaningful baseball, in downtown Toledo. It's been over eleven years since they made the playoffs. Twelve years since they won the division. So let's see what happens with that, and go Muttons. So let's see what happens with that. But we a shocking turn of events. In the south side of Chicago. As the Tigers take two of three over the White Sox. And come back home to play the St. Louis Cardinals. In a big three game series. On Tuesday the Tigers getting an 8-3 win. Francisco Liriano the win he goes to 4-9 with a 4.90 ERA. Giralito the loss he goes to 10-10 with a 5.85 ERA. Mikey Montauk homered his sixth of the season. No home runs hit for the White Sox in this game. On Wednesday, the Tigers continued their winning ways and they pounded the White Sox 10-2. Jordan Zimmerman, the win, he goes to 7-6 with a 4.03 ERA. Kopnik, the loss, he goes to 1-1 with a 5.02 ERA. Camilario, uh, Mikey Montuk, Ronnie Rodriguez, and Jacoby Jones all homering in the game for Detroit. And So get your free curly fries with that one from Wednesday night. So three, three home runs get you free curly fries. A fourth one should get you some potato cakes. I'll tell you that much right there. Um, so Detroit getting a 10-2 victory. So now they'll open up a three-game homestand. And then they'll welcome in the Houston Astros, the defending uh, World Series champions. But tonight, starting a three-game series in a celebration of the 1968 World Champion Detroit Tigers. 7-10 start time for that one. It will be Gobner on the hill for St. Louis. He's 5-0 with a 2.77 ERA. He'll take on Daniel Norris, who is 0-3 with a 5.49 ERA. Saturday is the 6-10 start time. It will be Flaherty on the hill for St. Louis. He's 8-6 with a 2.83 ERA. It'll be Josh Boyd on the hill for the for the Tigers. He's 9-12 with a 4.24 ERA. 6-10 start time for that one. The concluding game Sunday, if they get it in, because, of course, her uh, Tropical Depression, Gordon, is coming into this area starting Saturday night into Sunday. So a lot of rain's coming into the area. Don't know if they're going to get that ball game in, but it will be Fulmer on the hill for Detroit. He's 3-10 with a 4.57 ERA. It'll be Gant on the hill, 6-5 with a 3.19 ERA. And then the Detroit Tigers 
welcome in in a four-game series with the Houston Astros. A big four-game series. Verlander is scheduled to be on the hill for this one, so I would love to see what the fan reaction is going to be when JV steps on the mound. Will it be Monday? Will it be Tuesday? Will it be Wednesday? We don't know. Both teams have not yet named the starters for the game on Monday at 6-10 start time. These games now are going to start earlier because the kids are back at school. So Monday, 6-10 start time, Houston versus the the Astros versus the Tigers. And speaking of the other team that's in that division, and that is, of course, the Kansas City Royals and the Cleveland Indians. The Indians taking 2-3 over the Royals this past week. The Royals getting the only win on Monday by a final score of 5-1. So on Tuesday, the Tribe getting a 9-3 win over the Royals. It was Mike Clevenger, the win. He goes to 11-7 with a 3.11 ERA. Danny Duffy, the loss. He goes to 8-12 with a 4.88 ERA. It was Alex Gordon homering for the Tribe. Or, excuse me, for Kansas City. His 11th of the season. Francisco Lindor, his 31st. And Yonder Diaz, his first of the season. Then we get to Wednesday. And Kluber was lights out again. Having five innings of no-hit ball. And he shuts down the Royals. The Royals only getting one run in the game. As the try cruises to a 3-1 victory. Keller, the loss for Kansas City, goes to 7-6. With a 3.14 ERA. Kluber, the win, he goes to 18-7 and seven with a 2.75 ERA. Lights out. This guy is lights out, folks. Brad Hand, the save, he, goes, he gets his 32nd save of the season. So then, the Tribe goes north of the border to take on the Toronto Blue Jays. The Jays a great uh, having a down year this year. And the Tribe capitalizing it last night. Lindor, two home runs in the game. A leadoff home run. His 32nd of the season. He also had his 33rd of the season. Two home runs in the game. And then Jason Kipnis. Kippy himself hitting his 15th of the season. As the Tribe gets the win. 9-4. Shane Beaver, the win. He goes to 4-3 with a 4.63 ERA. Galviano, the loss. He goes to 3-8 with a 5.25 ERA. In that affair. So tonight the Tribe continues their road trip. Their north of the border road trip. It will be Cookie Carrasco on the hill. He is 16-8 with a 3.52 ERA. He'll take on Estrada who is a 7-11 with a 5.43 ERA. 7.07 start time for that one. So that game is just now underway here. As we're taping as we're taping the show and doing the show right around 7 o'clock. Saturday 4.07 start time for that one. He'll be Plunko on the hill, 4-5 and five with a 5.04 ERA. He'll take on, for Toronto, Reed Foley, who's 1-2 with a 5.51 ERA. 4.07 start time for that one. Toronto has not yet named a starter for Sunday's game, but the Tribe has. It'll be Mike Clevenger on the hill, 11-7 with a 3.11 ERA in that affair at 107. Then the Tribe hits down to the south. To take on the Tampa Bay Rays in a in a three game series in the Trop, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, other scores happening yesterday: the Dodge, the uh, Padres were a winner six to two over the over the Reds. The Cubs were a winner six to four over the Washington Nationals, and Atlanta was a winner five to three over the Arizona Diamondbacks. So now let's take a look at the standings. Hi, Ida. I see you out there. Take a look at the standings going forward into tonight's play in. Major League Baseball. 
The standings look like this. In first place in the American League Central is the Cleveland Indians at 80 and 60. Minnesota 63 and 76, 16 and a half out. Let's just let's just say it right now. The Tribe has won the American League Central. They're only seven games away from winning the division. There's no chance, no chance, no chance. Tribe will win the American League Central. So let's go. And the Tigers are 57 and 83, 23 games out of first place. The White Sox 56 and 84, 24 games out of first place. In the American League East, the the Boston Red Sox 97 and 44, the Yankees 87 and 53, nine and a half games out of first place. Tampa Bay 75 and 64, 21 games out of first place. Toronto 63 and 77, and Baltimore 41 and 99. And let's look at the American League West. It looks like this. Houston is 87 and 53 in first place. Oakland 84 and 57, three and a half games out of first place. Seattle 78 and 62, nine games out of first place. The Angels are 68 and 72, 19 games out of first place. And the Texas Rangers are 61 and 79, 26 games out of first place. In the National League, here's what the standings look like. The Atlanta Braves are in first place at 73. 77 and 63. Philadelphia 73 and 66. Three and a half games out of first place. Washington is 69 and 72. Eight and a half out of first place. The Mets are 70, 63 and 76. 13 and a half games out of first place. And the Miami Marlins are 56 and 84. 21 games out of first place. In the National League Central, in the senior circuit themselves, the Cubs 83 and 57 in first place overall. The Brew Crew, 79 and 63, 49, four and a half games out of first place. St. Louis, 76 and 62, going into the series against the Tigers at five games out of first place. Pittsburgh, 69 and 71, 14 games out of first place. And the Pathetic Reds are 59 and 82, 24 and a half games out of first place. In the National League West, Colorado still in first place as they are 77 and 62. The Dodgers, 76 and 64, a game and a half out of first place. Arizona 75 and 65, two and a half games out of first place, and the the Padres are 56 and 86, and the Giants are 78 and 68 and 73, ten games out of first place. So games to look at forward to this weekend on the diamond. Of course, it's a big game: Houston versus Boston. A preview, possibly, of the first round of the playoffs between Houston and Boston. Good matchup right there. Yeah, Philadelphia taking on the Mets. That would be a good matchup because Philadelphia needs to keep winning to catch up to the Braves. The Braves are in Arizona this weekend. The Dodgers are in Colorado. A big matchup. Colorado in first place. They're only a game and a half out of first place are the Dodgers. We'll see what happens. We'll absolutely see what happens with that. Wild card standings looks like this. The Yankees are in first place, so Amanda's Yankees right there. 87 and 53, three and a half games up in first place, so they're going to get the home field advantage for that one. Oakland 84 and 57. Seattle only five and a half games out of a wild card spot. Tampa Bay only eight games out of a wild card spot as well, too. The National League looks like this. Milwaukee 79 and 62, a half game out of in first place in the wild card race. Seattle, excuse me, St. Louis is 80, 78 and 62. In the wild card race, the Dodgers 60, 76 and 64, two games out of a wild card spot. Arizona 75 and 6, 65, three games out of a wild card spot. Philadelphia 73 and 66, four and a half games out of a wild card spot. And Pittsburgh at 69 and 71, nine games 
out of a wild card spot. So there is that for you right there. That's the trip around the diamond. So let's hope that the Mud Hens continue their winning ways and get a win tonight after the loss, pathetic loss last night, the ending that just crushed me. And let's hope the Tigers can get on to the winning page as you're listening and watching us tonight right here on the All Andy Alford Network, whether it be on Anchor or on Facebook Live. If you're on the Anchor app or Anchor Network, you're listening to me either on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Now. However you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And let's dive into it. High school football, of course. We're going to dive a little bit into that just briefly. We're just going to touch on that really briefly. Games tonight in the high school spectrum in the Northwest Ohio area looks like this. Of course, Finley is at start. Central Catholic is on taking a Catholic Central out of out of uh, Detroit. Whitmer is taking on Perrysburg. Cleveland Heights is in Saint at St. Francis. Fremont Ross is taking on the Blue Streaks of Sandusky. Anthony Wayne is at Clyde. Otsego is at Bowling Green. Eastwood is in Maumee. Lake is on the road to play Archbold. Wasion hosting the Napoleon uh, Napoleon right there. It'll be Liberty Center on the road. They'll take on the Woodward Polar Bears over there on the north side of Toledo. Rogers is hosting Swanton. Bowser's hosting Northview. Southview is at home to take on Scott. Whiteford is in Michigan Schools. They're taking on Summerfield. And Northwood is hosting Rossford. And tonight, of course, happening at Molokov Stadium in East Toledo, Ohio, it is the Battle of the Oil Barrel as 0-2 Clay takes on 2-0 Wait. Unbelievable. I can't believe I'm saying that. A possibility that the Oil Barrel Trophy comes back to the east side, where it belongs. Let's go Indians. Let's hope that they get the win and beat the Clay Eagles tonight. But, of course, it's a Friday edition of the program. That means one thing alone. One thing alone, folks. It's a Falcon Friday edition of the program. And boy, oh boy, tonight, it's going to be interesting. Tonight, we have one game on the docket in college football. As we dive into the college spectrum tonight. Uh, TCU is taking on SMU, 16th ranked TCU over SMU, in my opinion. So TCU getting the win. Getting ready for that Ohio State game next week against and at Jerry World. So here is the games, the top 25 games, and my picks for the games tomorrow night. Mississippi State is at Kansas State, 18th ranked. Mississippi State will get the win for that one. Oklahoma is at home. They'll take on UCLA, the Bruins of, the, of UCLA. I have Oklahoma... In that one, Oklahoma 6th ranked. Oregon, after the beatdown of the Orange and Brown, is 23rd ranked. They'll take on Portland State. I have Oregon in that one. Virginia Tech is taking on William Mary College. Virginia Tech. Alabama is taking on the Ra- the former, the, excuse me, the, the one and only Arkansas State Razorbacks. I'm going to take Alabama in that one. Georgia, number third rank, will take on the Gamecocks of South Carolina. That's a three versus 24 matchup. South Carolina, 24. Georgia, three. I'm taking Georgia in that game. It'll be Washington taking on North Dakota. I have Washington, ninth rank. Miami, before they play the University of Toledo next week, they will take on Savannah State University 
Miami 22nd ranked in the country after their loss to LSU. Taking Miami in that one. West Virginia is taking on Youngstown State. I'll take West Virginia in that one. Central Florida is taking on South Carolina State. I'll take South. Uh, I'll take Central Florida. LSU, 11th rank, will take on Southeast Louisiana Tech. 11th rank LSU will get the win on that one. Auburn is hosting Alabama State tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon. I'll take Auburn in that one. Auburn, 7th ranked in the country. Kent State travels down to Florida. Excuse me. Yeah, Kent, Kentucky actually travels down to Florida. Florida, 25th ranked in the country. I'll take the Gators in that affair. And here's one of the big games. USC, 17th ranked in the country, will take on Stanford, 10th ranked in the country. Good matchup right there. An absolute good matchup right there. I have the Trojans of USC getting the upset and beating Stanford at Stanford. Boise State getting the win. I think they'll pick pick up the win as they play UConn. So now let's take a look at the pick 10 and dive right into it. I think Northwestern gets the win over Duke. That's a pretty easy pick for that one. Northwestern hosting Duke. Wisconsin is hosting New Mexico State. I'll take Wisconsin that. Wisconsin, the fifth-ranked team in the country. Nebraska taking on Colorado. It's a rivalry matchup right there. I'm going to take the Cornhuskers in the rivalry matchup between Colorado and Nebraska. Iowa State is taking on Iowa, the Battle of Iowa itself. I'm going to take the Cyclones of Iowa State and Matt Campbell. I'm going to take Matt, Matt's team. I'm taking Iowa State. Illinois is taking on Western Illinois. I'll take Illinois in that game. I will take uh, Virginia to beat Indiana tomorrow. That's a, one of my big ups, one of my upsets. Virginia to beat Indiana tomorrow at Indiana. Minnesota will beat Fresno State. Minnesota, the home team, taking on the Fresno State Bulldogs. And the game tomorrow night on ABC will be Penn State, 14th ranked in the country, taking on the Pitt Panthers. I will take Penn State. So now let's dive into the three local teams in the Big Ten. First and foremost, let's talk about Michigan State because they're the furthest of the teams. Michigan State is 15th ranked in the country. They'll take on the Arizona State Sun Devils. This is a trap game. Arizona State's a really good team. And how pathetic how pathetic Michigan State was this past week against Utah State. I, in my opinion, it's a trap game. I think Michigan State will win the game. I picked Michigan State. But I think you can't count out Arizona State, especially at home, and being a late kickoff that it is at 10.45 Eastern kickoff, 7.45 their time. Take take Michigan State. But I, I, I if Michigan State loses to Arizona State, I wouldn't be surprised about that either. Western Michigan is the target for the Michigan Wolverines, who are 21st ranked in the country. They lost to Notre Dame last week. I think Michigan will get their first win and their first win at home this season at the Big House over the Broncos. I think it'll be a close game, though. I really think it'll be a close game. So now let's talk about Ohio State. Ohio State, fourth ranked in the country, though. Welcome in Rutgers. The FU Tour Part 2 College Edition continues. I think Ohio State will get the win and they will cruise through Rutgers to get ready for the TCU matchup at Jerry World next weekend. So let's after that's all the Big Ten games. Now, let's talk about the MAC. 
the Mid-American Conference. One team in particular that has a bot this week, and that's Toledo. They're going to sit there and just wait until watch Miami get two games in their belt. The third game is against uh, third game is against Toledo. Isn't that isn't that a, just a peach? Isn't that just a peach that Toledo gets the bye in week two? In week two of the program. Unbelievable. Uh, you usually take your bye at week six or week seven, right before fall break, so the kids can take their studies and just relax. Not this time. No, not this time. Oh, no, 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 no. Not this time. Let's do week two so that we can prepare for the Miami game. That's the big game. We're going to sell seats for $80 a piece. Yes, $80 a piece, folks, to go see Miami play the University of Toledo at the Glass Bowl. That's why I'm going to see BG play Eastern Kentucky next weekend. Looking forward to that. So, yeah. And we'll, be, we'll actually we'll be doing that our show down in Bowling Green on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to that next Saturday. We'll give you the details and the deets all on Tuesday's edition of All Andy Offer. We're just finalizing everything all together for that. But All Andy Offer next Saturday at Bowling Green for the Bowling Green Eastern Kentucky game. Looking forward to doing the show in my old alma mater, my Bowling Green, my brown and orange. But let's talk about the Mid-American Conference. And Kansas travels to Central Michigan. I'm going to take Central Michigan in that game. Eastern Michigan travels on the road. They'll play the Purdue Boilermakers. I'm going to take Purdue in that game. Buffalo heads to Philadelphia to take on the Temple Eagles. I'm going to take Buffalo in that game. Temple's not that great. Howard heads over to Kent State to take on the Golden Flashers and taking Kent State in that game. Akron. Host Morgan State in the game. So I'm going to take Akron in that one. Utah travels over to Northern Illinois to take on the Huskies. I'm going to take the Huskies. Actually, I'm going to take the Utah Utah in that game. Utah's a very good club this year. Uh, Cincinnati travels to the Miami of Ohio to take on the Red Hawks. Take the Bobcats. Bobcats go 2-0 for Terran Bland right there. And Ball State, 3.30 kickoff. Head into South Bend, Indiana to take on the Fighting Irish. The 8th-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I'm going to take the Irish. Definitely take the Irish in this one. Irish will sets up for this one, folks. The home opener for the Bowling Green State University Falcons is against the Maryland Terps. The Big Ten, Maryland Terps. This is a good one. It's a trap game for Maryland. Maryland just coming off the win against Texas. A top 25 win. Beating Texas two years in a row. But still the debacle, the problems that they have within their coaching staff. Within the problems, within their program with their players. And the fact that this is Bowling Green's home opener. The fact that that is Bowling Green's home opener. 
in the slimmest ways. I hate to do this. But. Roll along, PG Warriors. Roll along and shout for PGSU. As I'm taking the Falcons in a slim win. A slim win. It could come down to the final field goal. It could come down to the last drive of the game. I think Bowling Green can do it. They held strong against Oregon in the first quarter. They can, If they could string this together against Maryland, if they could string that 15 minutes that they played against Oregon, if they could string that along for a full quarter, and you've got the fans' edge on you. This is the new year when they're going to be on the e- the fans are going to be on the east side of the stadium. So then the team's going to be on the east side of the stadium, the other side in front of the TV cameras. By the slimmest margin, closer than what the experts think, I'm going to take Bowling Green to beat Maryland tomorrow at Dwight Perry Stadium, six o'clock kickoff. The game is on ESPN Plus. Why the hell is it on ESPN Plus? First of all, if you have ESPN Plus, enjoy the game. If you don't have ESPN Plus, how are you not, how are you not going to watch it? I'm not going to pay a pres- uh, subscription just to watch one game. If it was a try me offer for 30 days and then cancel it off, that'd be perfect. That's how you're going to have to watch all the Mac games now in the in during action. Because they're not going to put them on ESPN. That's right, folks. The only way that you can watch Mid-American Conference weekday games from now on, if you have the plus. It used to be that way a long time ago, ESPN Plus. And they put it on like on ABC, on 13 ABC, and or on any of the ABC stations. It'd be the plus network, ESPN Plus. And now it's a paid online subscription. It's like watching Netflix or Hulu. I, I just don't understand that. I just, I, you know, I'm not that. I'm a cheap person. I admit that. But I will not pay for for over a hundred dollars a month, a hundred dollars a year, to watch Mac games. And after that, what what am I going to use it for? What am I going to use it for? It's not that great. I have the Watch ESPN app. Why can't you put the games on Watch ESPN? Just saying. Just saying. So Bowling Green, I think, will get the win. tomorrow. Tomorrow's game, 6 o'clock kickoff at the Dwight. Plenty of tickets of what I'm hearing is still available for the game. But like I said, next Saturday, it will be on, the, I believe, the 15th of September. We will be at Bowling Green for the Bowling Green Eastern Kentucky game. It's the third game of the year. So we'll see. Two games into the season, we'll see if uh, Bowling Green's for real. I don't think they are because of how bad the coaching is. So let's hope that the failures that we had against Oregon continue on. You know, don't continue on and, and screw up against a Maryland team that's Downright good. They're they're great. They can be great in some points and be horrible in other points. But I mean if, if like I said, slimmest margin, 
taking Bowling Green. And you're going to ask me, why aren't you wearing white today? Because tomorrow's the white game. I have the white polo that I wore last week. I'll wear that tomorrow after the uh, after after I get everything all settled for the rest of the, yes for the for tomorrow. So there's that for you. As you are watching and listening to all of the offer tonight, right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podcast Now, however you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me. Thank you for tuning into the program tonight, as well as on Facebook Live this Friday, Falcon Friday edition of the program. So um, we have one other news note to pass along. The NFL's back. Oh, games this week. Oh, we're back. The NFL's back. And it started last night as the NFL kickoff game, as the Defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles raise the banner against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, on Tuesday, you heard me make my prediction. I picked the Falcons. Mm, wrong. 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 I'm such a nasty man. Wrong. As Atlanta loses on the last play of the game, 18-12, over the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles, 19 for 34, 117 through the air, one no touchdowns through the air, but one INT. Matt Ryan, 21 for 43, 251, no touchdowns, one INT in the game. Julio Jones, 10 catches for 169 yards. If you got him on your fantasy team, you're loving what you're seeing so far. You're loving what you're seeing so far. I love you too. Uh, Freeman, six touches for 36 yards. Coleman, nine touches for 191 yards. No, 19 yards, excuse me, 19 yards. One TD in the game. A day he 15 cut touches for 62 yards. Two TDs in the game. Kratz, five catches for 48 yards. So now that sets up for Sunday's games. Yes! Sunday! S- football Sunday! Oh, you're going to have an overload. And I, I I have an Andy Rance later on in this program that I want to talk talk about. I want to talk a little bit later on, but you know it's a football frenzy, folks, of an Andy Rance. So let's talk about the NFL. Let's make the predictions for this upcoming Sunday, the first week. It's week one, so you're taking it taking it not to heart with these picks, taking these picks not to heart. All right, so because you don't know what's going to happen, what's on the field. So here's my predictions for Week One of the NFL season. So Baltimore is at home to take on the Buffalo Bills. I'll take Buffalo in the game. So let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. If I wasn't a Lions or a Browns fan, I'd be a Bills fan. I love the Bills. They're one of my favorite teams to root for. Jacksonville is in New York to take on the New York football Giants as I adjust my chair here. There we go. There we go. The New York Giants hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll take Jacksonville in that game. Tampa Bay is on the road to take on the New Orleans Saints in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I'll take New Orleans in that game. New England is home to take on Deshaun Watson and the new and the Houston Texans. I'll take Tom Brady in that game. New England over Houston. Minnesota is at San Francisco. 
excuse me, Minnesota hosting San Francisco in the game. I'll have the Vikings and the new Kirk Cousins in the game for that one. I have Minnesota beating San Francisco. Tennessee is at Miami in that game. I have Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee Titans getting the win in that one. Indianapolis is at home to take on the Natty, the Cincinnati Bengals. It's going to be a bad year for the Bengals. I'll take the Colts. And for Phil, for Willis, I'll take the Colts in that game. Kansas City is on the road to take on the L.A. Chargers. I'll take Kansas City in that one. Kareem Hunt's going to have a great game against the Chargers right there. He might have his sophomore slump. We'll we'll see what happens with that. Denver is at home taking on the Seattle Seahawks. I'll take Denver in that game. Carolina is taking on the Cowboys. I think Cam Newton's going to have a breakout game in this one. Taking Carolina to beat the Dallas Cowboys in that one. Arizona at at home taking on the Washington Football Club. I'll take Arizona in that one. And then we have Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football on NBC. The Bears and the Packers on your TV. Oh, yeah. So, the new Camille Mack versus Aaron Rodgers. Clay Matthews versus Mitchell Trubisky. Who do I have for the Bears versus Green Bay? I'll take the Packers. Easy pick for that one. I think the Bears Bears are going to be better this year, but I don't think they're going to be. I told you at, for the preview show, 6-10 and 10 seems reasonable for the Bears. Uh, the Rams take on the, the, um, the, the Raiders, the... Form, the formerly Oakland Raiders soon soon be the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll take the Rams to beat the Raiders. And now let's talk about the NFL, the local teams. Pittsburgh is on the road. They'll take on the Cleveland Browns. All the speculation with Le'Veon Bell, all the situation with that, doesn't really matter. You play the games on the field, of course. Ben Roethlisberger, this could be his last season in the black and gold. In my opinion, the weather is going to play a big factor in this game. Remember, Tropical Depression Gordon is going to be coming through the area, so a lot of rain is going to come through. The run game is what's going to be key this for this game. Run game is going to be key, and the Steelers don't have it. Even though their first-round pick is going to be outstanding this year, and replacing Le'Veon Bell will be interesting to see what happens. But... I think Tyrod Taylor and the Cleveland Brown offense will give everybody their first beer in a long time, folks. In a long time. Oh, what 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 is that? Oh, thank you. Dilly dilly, my friends. Dilly dilly. Yes, dilly dilly, my friends. That's Ah. As I think Cleveland will get their first win in over a year against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, you heard that right, folks. I think Cleveland wins over Pittsburgh in week one. Baker Mayfield does not start, of course. He could get some reps in the second half. 
But it's going to be a running game for for the Browns. It could help them out. And Nick Chubb is dominant. I'm going to take the Browns to beat the Steelers. So all you Steelers haters, bring it on! Bring it on, my friends! I'm going to hear you on Twitter. I'm going to hear you on Facebook. Bring it on! Because I think the Steelers are going to lose this game against the Browns. And that sets up the Monday night game. Monday night football from Ford Field in downtown Detroit. As they host the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You can break Sam Darnold's first game of the year as a New York Jet starting quarterback for them, Matthew Stafford. I worry about the run defense. I told I was talking to Anthony Bellino this morning on the morning blitz. I said this is going to be you know, that could be their Achilles heel is their run defense. It could be their absolute Achilles heel. But I'm taking the Lions in the game. Take the Lions. So recap again. Buffalo, Jacksonville, New Orleans, New England, Miami, Tennessee, Indiana, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Denver, Carolina, Arizona, Green Bay, the Rams, Cleveland, and Detroit. For week one of the NFL season. As you're listening and watching all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. I'm your host, Andy Alford, as well as on Facebook Live. And if you're listening to me on the Anchor Network, you're listening to me on the plethora of platforms, whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podcast Now, Spotify. However you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning in to the program tonight. Of course, we have a little bit of NHL news and notes to pass along to you tonight. Of course, yesterday afternoon was announced that the Blue Jackets came to an agreement with Yarmo Kekalainen and John Davidson to sign contract extensions to see them going into the 2025 season. So a long-term extension. Good to see that happening. And today I had to pass this along too. The Blue Jackets prospects beat the Chicago Blackhawks in overtime today, 5-4 to four in the Traverse City playoffs. It is Columbus, Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, and... and um. This is Toronto, Minnesota, Chicago, Columbus, and I forget. That's I think that was it. That's the, the only four teams. It's Toronto, Chicago, Columbus, Detroit. Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota. All teams playing in the prospect tournament up in Traverse City, Michigan, as they get ready. After that, they separate out. We start trading camp for the NHL, baby. Oh, baby, it's that time of year. The NHL is right around the corner. So with that, you're listening to all Andy Alford tonight, and I'm looking forward to another NHL season. A lot of lot of uh, trips in mind for the program for that one. So um, you're listening to all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be Google Podcasts, all the plethora of the platforms. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're on Facebook Live right now and you're watching us, drop a comment. Here's the question of the night, of course. How are you are you excited for week one of the NFL season? Are you excited for who you who are you rooting for this weekend? Are you rooting for the uh 
the Lions, the the Browns, the Steelers. Are you rooting for uh, Green Bay, uh, Chicago, uh, Buffalo, uh, Minnesota? I know Taron Bland roots for Minnesota, so I know he watches the program. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to him as well too. Last week he had a we had a great discussion right here on Facebook Live after we went off the air on the Anchor Network. We had a nice discussion about you know about Ohio State and stuff like that. If you haven't checked it out, check it out on face on our Facebook live stream of the program, and uh, I will link that up on our Facebook on on our Twitter page as well too. So it's now time to go into Andy Rance tonight, of course. And Andy Rance looks like this. Are you sick and tired of football yet? Yes, I said that. I said that, folks. Are you sick and tired of football yet? Think about this, folks. The NFL is an oversaturation we're receiving now a days. It's what we think about in the morning on if you watch on Sports Center, they talk about the NFL nonstop. The whole Le'Veon Bell situation's been what's been talking about for the last week now. They had the kickoff last night, and you're now having games on Thursday night. So NFL on Thursday. You have your high school games on Friday. College ball on Saturday, and the NFL on Sunday and Monday. And then once we get into November and late October, you're going to have matchings on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So football's going to be a contingency over and over and over again. It's an oversaturation of the game. In my opinion, it's way oversaturated. The NFL should stick to just Sunday games. Sunday and Monday. There is no need to put the games on Thursday night. Absolutely no need. I've always been a component of that. Because the body needs to heal. The body needs to heal. When it comes to the players. And the fact that you know the injuries could happen. In- injuries could happen in any situation. The fact that... The fact that anything could happen to those players can just, you know, it, it, you know, we've we've heard the the concussions are a problem. There's injuries all around. There's no need to play Thursday nights, and it's an oversaturation of the situation. Baseball is now dying because of this oversaturation. You're seeing more coverage on ESPN about football, college, pro. Those two are the main storylines. Then once the NBA starts, it's all about the NBA, LeBron, and everything like that. You don't hear about the NHL. You don't hear about Major League Baseball unless it's like MLB tonight. Excuse me, not MLB tonight. MLB, MLB now. Uh, yeah, MLB uh, baseball tonight. That's what it is. So. Let's not an oversaturation is just too much in baseball. I mean in football. Let's get back to just the basics. NFL was just on Sundays. Let's go back to Sundays and Mondays. And bring back the love and passion that we have at the NFL. So the hatred towards the NFL. Absolute hatred towards the NFL. So when you look at the games this weekend, you know, think about it. Do you really 
and think about it for real. Is it an oversaturation of football? To, to me, it is. It's a way oversaturated thing for football. Stick to it just being Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And then for the Mac, do it Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Because that brings the kids to notice the schools. The ball's in your court, folks. In your opinion, is what I matter the most. Do you think it's an oversaturation of football when we're playing almost basically Thursday through Monday? Only two days off. Because to me, it is. So, yeah. And that's Andy Rance tonight. Uh, special shout out, of course, to you, the fans that listened to the program. Had a great viewer listenership last for Tuesday's edition of the program. Um, and a great viewership for Friday's, last Friday's edition of the program. This will be on our Facebook, on my Facebook page, of course. Uh, we're working on a Facebook page for the All Andy Alford Network as well. And um, that's basically going to be about it for the program tonight here on the Anchor Network. We're going to be on Facebook Live for a little bit longer tonight. So page, put, go ahead, put your comments, post your comments on Facebook as well. But um, like I mentioned before, this is a Falcon Friday edition of the program. And this has been All Andy Alford tonight. I hope you enjoyed this program. And as always, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together in the game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to your teams that you root for at home, and to my teams, the Tigers, the Indians, the Mudhens, who are right now up 2-1, two to 2-1 one. Two to one on the Durham Bulls. Let's go, Hens! Beat the Bulls! To the Jackets, to the Walleye, and to... Bowling Green, who just needs to win tomorrow. Please win one game. Please let this be the one game you win. And go Buckeyes tomorrow as well. And go Lions. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great evening, everybody. I'll see you guys on and talk to you guys on Tuesday for another edition of All Andy Elf. But if you're on Facebook Live... We're going to continue the show right here on the Anchor Network and on Facebook Live. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Alford, powered by Anchor.